0: It's DTS 181, and the dawning brings with it, oh, more ways to, to spend money. Chris Barrett, I trust you. Save this game, sir. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny, the show, the Destiny News podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. And even though I've said that a thousand times, I almost stumbled on it. Diddy, what is up, man? How is your week going?
1: Man, this week has not felt like Christmas at all yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, its it was 70 degrees two days ago. Literally, sun out, sun shining. Yesterday, all rain, 30s. Hmm. And today... 45 ish sunny outside and and it's ridiculous but you know whatever it's the state that I have uh, chosen to live in so anyways but this week was great because I played some dawning of course uh, and then my fiance actually got me into dying light because she's been playing that game uh, religiously for the last couple of weeks and she said there's co-op you need to get it it's on steam sale Let's play it together. So, and Dying Light's that uh, that zombie game with a little bit of parkour elements, and it's it's really cool, I really like it. Uh, I suck at it, but I can run away from zombies uh, pretty well, finally.
0: It's like Mirror's Edge zombie game. Now, you said it was great because you got to play The Dawning. I would be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> I would use that as a negative. Dude, I am so frustrated with, oh my God gosh it's just <laughs> so tone deaf it, it's, i mean i did say that right i but know i know that I'm just was the, the first day and then yeah. i started
1: playing dying light because yeah. i enjoyed that a little bit more steam sales
0: pretty <laughs> good this year man steam sale is really good yeah i'm uh, looking forward to trying out a couple of new things i ended up getting a couple more platinum games because near automata nice. was like my jam this year mm-hmm. so i got metal gear rising and bayonetta and they are both like crazy over the top so far. Only like an hour in today's show, we're going to talk about our impressions of the dawning. Spoiler: I'm not happy. Diddy's not super pleased either. We're going to try and be diplomatic about it, but man, I just I'm probably going to get a little raw because it, it's getting ridiculous at this point. It's like microtransactions, the show. So yes, but but <laughs> MTS not DTS anymore. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that will cost you five dollars for a chance to hear part of the show and you have to get lucky otherwise you're just (laughs) going to get a little shader I was about
1: to make a a patreon joke but I guess not
0: no let's hold off on that (laughs) (laughs) but Christopher Barrett did put out some tweets that we can talk about at the end of the show that were very positive If you guys don't know Christopher Barrett he's a lead developer over at Bungie very very heavily involved with the Taken King and in many ways was the guy, I feel like, who spearheaded the movement that revolutionized Destiny 1 during the Taken King era and, you know, elements of Rise of Iron. So there there might be some positives on the horizon, but let's hop into that news. news! And in more Bungie test absolutely nothing news, did he? <laughs> Infinite Nova bombs in the Mayhem playlist. So... Yeah, break it down for me on this one, Diddy. What's happening in that crazy mayhem playlist?
1: Uh, So Voidwalkers are the new Prometheus lens in yep. that they're completely overpowered and that you literally get infinite super and you can just throw them like nothing. Right? Yep. Remember, remember Halo, whenever you had grenades all the time because you kept picking them up? That's Nova bombs now, except you don't actually have to pick up anything. You just... You know, it's grenade related. I'm not going to tell you exactly how, but you can find it out on the Internet. Uh, And just throw infinite Nova Bombs in Mayhem. I'll tell them. To be fair, Mayhem only, right? It's not in the regular Crucible. It's not in Trials. But still, Infinite Super is quite ridiculous. And they're not fixing it until after the dawning.
0: When you showed me that tweet. Okay, so first of all, for the gravity of the thing. Yeah, it's only Mayhem. But Mayhem is the backbone playlist of the dawning event. I would say it's like the really only playable thing outside of Strikes with the Snowballs that you're going to be doing to try and get those milestones for you. Which we
1: should touch on in a minute because I'm not happy with that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: okay. Well, I'm just going to spoil it. I don't care. Like, when you consume your grenade, if you press the Nova Bomb button while you're consuming the grenade, you just throw a Nova Bomb. It doesn't consume your super energy at all. And you can just stand there, boom, 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 throwing Nova Bombs like grenades. And then Bungie tweets, we have determined that we're not going to fix this before the end of the dawning, which is early January. So, do you test anything anymore, Bungie? And B, I thought you hired an engine team, and a big reason we did this giant <laughs> reboot in Destiny 2 was because all the limitations of the engine in Destiny 1. What is going on? This is something that is, I'm, I know Mayhem's a joke, and it's weird to talk about fairness in Mayhem, but this is garbage dude this is broken
1: yeah and th- i think they kind of misinterpreted our response about the prometheus lens and Zer selling it for trials uh this is like a whole other type of broken right you know because it's it's one specific class i only have one character right if i want to partake in this nova bomb extravaganza that's happening, I have to start a whole new character, grind through the whole story, just get the whatever, and it's too much work, right? As opposed to just buying it from Sir. And it, I mean, they have said uh, that they're not uh, banning people for this activity, so they said, have fun, that's it. Peace yeah. out, we're on vacation. That's, that's let's, let's think about the last time we had an infinite super glitch. It was with the Quiver perk in, on Night Stalker back when the Taken King came out and in Destiny 1. And they said, due to this glitch, I'm paraphrasing, of course, because I don't remember exactly what they said, but due to this glitch, we're disabling the perks. You can't use Quiver in PvP or PvE. And they disabled it until they released a patch. Yep. Uh, that, why? Can they not do that now, Can't they just disable that
0: tree? <laughs> yeah, can't just disable... Just, yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, it's... It's very strange how they're treating this one. Yeah. And especially since the dawning brings with it, really, two things. Obviously, ice hockey's in there, but ice hockey's kind of like, okay. Have you been to the farm yet? No, did you go and do it? <laughs> no, I didn't go either. No, I couldn't care. I was turned <laughs> off immediately by the, stu- the the amount of microtransactions. just, And the level of cheapness with the microtransactions is so wicked. When you see the two different kinds of shaders that you can get, the ones that are from the Eververse store and then those daily gift ones, and you dismantle the daily gift ones, and oh, they're not going to give you, what is it, seven bright dust, did he? Yeah. Instead of Ugh. giving you the dust, it's like, oh, no, it's shards. How cheap. <laughs> all right, let's 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 get into a post from Plummer, one of the DTS community members. We talk with this guy in Discord a lot, awesome person. I think we've actually gotten to raid with him a couple of times back on the console days, maybe because he was a PS4 guy. I think I've only done maybe one run with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he put together an awesome, awesome Reddit post detailing all of the stuff in the dawning event in terms of the items and how much it would cost to get those items, Diddy. So why don't you, why don't you break it down for us?
1: Well, he did two posts, right? The, the first, it was part one, was when the Dawning initially came out around Wednesday is when this went live. And uh, shout out to Plumber. He posted it on the Discord right after he posted it on Reddit. So we got kind of a first exclusive look at it. Um, and it's, it breaks down all the dust costs, basically, and how realistically what each... Uh, item would cost you in total and I'll do a TLDR from his part two where I, he actually updated the costs which actually turned out to be higher than he originally uh, hypothesized so TLDR I quote from the art from the the post here updated bright costs from 32,900 dust to 53,180 dust to purchase one of every item Updated out-of-pocket cost range from the lowest, $100, to the highest, $370. These are real-world dollars. Majority of players will not have and will not be able to earn enough Bright Dust to purchase all, or even some, items if they choose to do so without spending money.
0: 53,000 dust. And the reason there's a cost range there is we cannot buy Bright Dust outright. The only way you can get bright dust is purchasing, obviously, the engrams and then dismantling those items. So if you get really lucky with the rarity of some of those drops, maybe it will only take you $100.
1: How much uh, bright dust did did a shader dismantle into? Seven? Uh, Yeah. So this is 53,000.
0: That's a ridiculous amount of shaders to dismantle to get bright dust. That's insane. This is so tone deaf. We just had the state of Destiny Two, in which they're telling us we're gonna do better. We promise, we promise, we promise. Things are going to change. We get Curse of Osiris, which brings with it over a hundred new Eververse items. I would say it's one of the weakest expansions in the history of Destiny in terms of replayability. And out of like the two hundred-ish items that came, a hundred of them are in Eververse. We've had two weeks. I guarantee you, very few players have most of those items and then here we go again 50,000 bright dust worth of items 81 new items brought back just for the dawning and what happens when I actually level up diddy when I actually would normally get my illuminated engram do I get a dawning engram
1: nope it's another illuminated engram
0: so I don't even get the seasonal event the only way I'm getting those is through those milestones which is so based. stingy dude so stingy this is yeah.
1: just bad it's there's not enough avenues to acquire the dawning or the event specific loot for this limited time i mean it's it's pretty much eververse or you're going to get one item maybe that you want that's yeah. that's not great you know and and last week i mentioned you know why not just do the hockey and every time you score a goal you get, you know, a little bright dust or, you know, progress towards a new dawning ingram so you can get those dawning specific loots or, you know, pelting someone with a snowball, which by the way, I have to go pick it up and it's like I'm carrying a relic and I have to throw it and then I'm on a cooldown to pick another one up. So I can't just run around strikes and just constantly throw snowballs like I envisioned. That's super annoying. Uh, I'm not I'm not happy about that. <laughs>
0: I go back to what Skillup talked about in his Curse of Osiris review, which if you go to a restaurant, they deliver an undercooked meal, and you're like, yo, what's what's up with this? This is no good. Then the waiter goes back into the kitchen, gets you more of the same undercooked meal and charges you for it. You don't want to ever go to that restaurant ever again. Instead, they should go back to the kitchen, ask the chef for something special, bring you a fully prepared, well-cooked meal for free and with a free dessert and that's how you build trust uh,
1: trust customer relation you know uh, i mean if they if they did what you originally said that's a one-star yelp review right there yep. and the reputation of that restaurant goes down reputation yep. of bungie after all these string of microtransactions is not looking great it's going down and if they continue on this path it's
0: i don't think they're going to be able to recover i agree i agree i mean it feels like they're so focused on nickel and diming their players they care more about that than it seems their reputation, and we are some of their most loyal fans, and I, I feel so alienated by the, the direction of all this. And to answer the argument, well, it's only cosmetics, Dragoon, this is an investment progression-based game. A huge portion of investment games is character customization, and it's very clear to see with the lack of strike-specific loot, the lack of record books, the lack of really a ton of great quality of life features that were in D1, that so much of the awesome gear in the game is no longer earnable through the game, it's earnable through the dumb Eververse system. If Destiny 2 delivered a phenomenal experience that players were super happy with and we had just tons of content and we were all very pleased with where the game was at, you wouldn't see people freaking out about the microtransactions. We've got a game that needs serious attention and work and the only thing, actions we are visibly seeing, the majority of the visible actions we see from Bungie, is effort going back into Eververse stuff. That's why there's this pushback, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and let's let's honestly, let's think about a, a few things. One, obviously the argument might be, well, this event is so close to Curse of Osiris and the state of Bungie Post, they probably didn't have time to fix anything. Okay, fine, that's not really the point. Uh, it shouldn't have been done in the first place, right? And two, on a slightly unrelated note, let's think about the smallest DLC in Destiny to date in comparison to Curse of Osiris and the dawning current event. Uh, And that would probably, a lot of people would say the Dark Below. The first DLC in Destiny was very small, the raid was very short, it was broken. But think about the culture that the Dark Below and Crota's End raid brought with it, right? You had the shard culture, right? For that raid gear to level up, you needed those shards that were only acquirable through the raid and people, players of Destiny were to get all those shards and all that gear to get max level as quickly as possible they would run three of the exact same character class so that they could get three separate drops of the same gear so that they could level up their main character and you think about that and how ridiculous that was add this on top of it People were deleting those secondary and third characters to start a new, let's say you are main warlock, start a new warlock, so your fourth character that week because the raid drops are on a weekly uh, weekly lockout, so they kept deleting and recreating and grinding through new characters so that they could do the raid four, five, six times a week to get those shards to fully level up their gear. And on- That is technically replayability, right? That is something players want to work for and that does not exist anymore.
0: It was a reason to raid each week. The raids yes. had with them exceptional weapons. Exceptional. Like some of the best gear that we've ever Bang seen in Destiny. Ute. Were Black housed in those year one raids. You had exotics that were truly exotic and challenging to get. Which led for you to nightfall on all three characters. And... You know, random rolls on weapons also gave you another incentive to go after. And on top of all of this, selectable playlists within the Crucible to pick the game type that you wanted to play. And this is what hurts me the most about Mayhem. This is something we've already paid for. This should be a rotating game type that exists in Destiny 2 all the time. Bring back selectable nodes. Your community has spoken on it. And just to, to rotate this whole conversation, Diddy, the dawning could have been a very successful event that did Mm -hmm. a good job earning players' trust back if they were generous as all get out with these engrams if you could earn tons of them easily that's right after the state of destiny 2 post this is a celebration of you guys we haven't treated you right the last three or four months so what we're going to do is just make this the most generous event ever come back please play this is the best looking gear we've given before and and just make it unbelievably easy to farm up that stuff but instead They're too busy worrying about the cost, the price tags associated with things, to even let you dismantle the daily gift items into (laughs) small (laughs) amounts of bright dust. Yeah, I'm
1: just... It's it's unfortunate. It is. And Speaking on the communication, right, we did have some communication from Christopher Barrett, right, this this last week, a couple days ago, actually, in fact, on some changes that are coming in the future. Uh, and this, I think, BBK, you'll, you'll probably you know give, give us the gist or read through it, but Christopher Barrett in five tweets gives us community feedback that we've been craving since Curse of Osiris, right? Or since Destiny 2 launched, because it's just, it's very real to see a lead developer like this at Bungie just talking to us at the player's level. And it was very refreshing to see. Obviously, words are just words, and we need to put action to those words. But it's nice to see this type of communication coming forward.
0: It shows to me that he cares about the game and the community. And so here, here are the tweets from Christopher Barrett, and this came out on uh, Friday, the Friday before Christmas. So, happy holidays, Guardians. I hope you are enjoying the dawning or at least a bit of the chaos and mayhem. There are a few things I want to mention before the year ends. For the upcoming Iron Banner and Faction Rally events, in addition to brand new seasonal armor ornaments, we are adding new themed sparrows, ghosts, ships, and shaders to the reward pools. Also, early next year, we're refactoring raid itemization across the game. The most difficult activities should be the most rewarding. And finally, I know we say it a lot, but we hear your feedback on Eververse. We both want our players to feel respected and to deliver great content regularly to our community. Expect lots of discussion with the dev team and an update on our path forward after the new year. One more for good measure. We have short-term, and long-term solutions for vault space in the works, since I know that is another hot topic. In five tweets, Christopher <laughs> Barrett did a better job meeting the player at a level in which we, we have a mutual respect, explaining concrete things than I think the entire State of Destiny 2 post did, man. it's
1: Yeah, the, the State of Destiny 2 post at this point is uh, empty promises, and yep. Christopher Barrett... Yeah, it could be more of the same, but this is more, not at a politically high level or politically correct level, but more of at a realistic, hey, yeah, this sucks. The, the fact that he mentioned they're adding the, the sparrows, the ships, that kind of thing to the rewards pool, not the Eververse pool. I mean, yep. they, they could, you know, do a gray area of, well, a bride Ingram's a reward, but that wording, you know, kind of gives a sliver of hope, like okay, I'm going to be able to earn that through end game gameplay. And that's really what we've been wanting, right? We want more ways to, more incentive to play those end game activities to get those specific rewards. So it seems like that they're hinting at they're going towards that, which finally they're coming back around. And then on the vault space, right? Obviously we had kiosks and everything. So maybe that's their short term solution, solution yeah. or maybe they're just going to bump it up by 50 slots. I don't know but obviously it's nice to see those concrete details I say concrete in quotes there but yeah I just I I appreciated this at least
0: oh I agree yeah I mr. Barrett I I trust you I legit trust you I think you can turn this ship around this type of communication I don't know if Bungie's now got your house wiretapped and you're under surveillance (laughs) 24 7 making sure you don't do any more but please keep keep doing this type of communication it is very helpful so, well, Diddy, I uh, I know I was a little ranty and ravey there, but I care about our community. I care deeply about the listeners of the show, the folks in our Discord, and the Destiny community at large, and to me, this starts. this is an ethical thing at this point, where I don't think Bungie needs defense over their microtransactions. I think they need some serious criticism in the direction that they're taking the game, and that's you know, really what's in like my heart when I'm getting kind of, you know, passionate about this is I care about this community and I want to make sure that, you know, Destiny doesn't do predatory stuff. And so I I hope it doesn't come across as me just being a really frustrated nerd, you know?
1: (laughs) I mean, we've been through the trenches before, right? We've been through content drought but this is like a micro microtransaction exhaustion. Yeah. And I think it could not be it, it could not come at a better time because microtransactions are the talk of not just the Destiny community, but the video game environment or ecosystem as a whole. Yes. You know, think look at EA and the Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, Shibako, but it's microtransactions are a very hot topic in the video game video game community right now, and the more we get the news article the the news outlets focused on it the more light we shine on the shady business practices and the the quicker potential for improvement in the system and, yeah you know it's a lot of countries even are looking at the the gambling odds and and the laws around that in video games now it's it's becoming a mainstream issue and I think I think it's good yeah
0: I mean I don't legislation is never like the ultimate goal because government usually screws things up, but it's it's getting to the point where the iOS store, games now have to disclose their loot box odds. The iOS store passed that, I think, like that mm-hmm. new thing in their terms right. of services last week. China has that in law for a while now. The loot boxes have to disclose their odds. Now certain games like Overwatch can get around that by, um, when you buy the in-game currency, that's the only way to get loot boxes. And so since you always get something for your monetary value, you know, that gold currency, that's kind of the loophole there. Not all micros are bad, man. I have spent money on microtransactions before in plenty of games, but the difference is it's a choice by me to support the developer because I think they've delivered a fantastic product. Not, I have to do this to have, you know, really any chance of acquiring this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All righty. That is our final DTS of 2017. It has been a very big year. I think all the way back Diddy, to Age of Triumph. It's Oof. been uh, it's been a long, long year. And we've got D2 finally in the books and you know, we'll just have to see what 2018 brings for the game and its development and how fast Mr. Barrett can work his magic. So where can people find your content?
1: Twitter.com slash And over on the Discord, Discord.me slash DestinyTheShow, where you can talk with Reddit internet celebrities like Plummer and his <laughs> fantastic Reddit posts.
0: Indeed. You can find all the links from today and more on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. Please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date at DestinyTheShow. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at BBKDragoon. Have a great week, a great rest of 2017, and we'll talk with you in the new year, Guardians.